Greetings again in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We're coming to you this morning at our worship hour. We thank God for you joining us at our Sunday school hour again. This is our fifth Sunday in December 2023. This is our last Sunday of the year, and we thank God for you joining us this year. Uh, just being with us and supporting us in our ministry. Those who follow us each Sunday morning on Friday evenings is our Bible uh, Institute. We just thank God so much of what he brought us through this year. And, and we're looking forward to 2024 and, and we're excited about what he's doing. And uh, this year, we're just going to let God uh, have his way. And we're just going to let God um, do his thing and we're going to follow. And, and, and then if we follow along with him, I believe everything's going to be all right. So we're going to open up this morning uh, with a worship song. And then as we get into our worship song, we'll be able to uh, open up into our worship experience this morning. Good morning. I came to tell you what Jesus said. Okay? God bless each one of you. I came to tell you what Jesus said. I came to tell you what Jesus said. I came to tell you what Jesus said, he said, repent of your sins and be baptized. He said, repent of your sins and be baptized. I came to tell you what Jesus said. I came to tell you what Jesus said. And I came to tell you. What Jesus said, he said, repent of your sins and be baptized. He said, repent of your sins and be baptized. Well, I stepped in the water, uh-huh, and the water was cold. Uh-huh. It chilled my body, uh-huh, and not my soul. Uh-huh. I stepped in the water, uh-huh. What he 
which Jesus said, he said, repent of your sin and be baptized. Amen. Beautiful selection to end our year of worship here at On the Wall E Ministries. As we look at our scripture this morning, is there a word from the Lord? Our text this morning comes out of Old Testament Psalm 143. Psalm 143, verses 1 through 6. Psalm 143, verses 1 through 6. Our scripture reads, Hear my cry, O Lord, give ear to my supplications. In the faithfulness, answer me, and in thy righteousness, and enter not into judgment with thy servant. And for in thy sight shall no man living be justified. For the enemy has persecuted my soul. He has smitten my life down to the ground. He has made me to dwell in darkness as those that have been long dead. Therefore is my spirit overwhelmed. Remember me. My heart is within me is desolate. I remember the days of old and I meditate on all thy works. I muse on the work of thy hands. I stretch forth my hands unto thee. My soul thirsteth after thee. As a thirsty land, say law. May the Lord bless the reading and the hearing Amen. of his holy and his righteous word. You know, this past year we've talked a lot about being under control. And, and, and I reminded you about the days we were in martial arts and our sensei would train us to focus. He's talking about us to punch and to focus, always being in control. And when the other fighter controls you, you are destined to lose the fight. And that's anywhere in life. When you allow somebody else to control you, you are destined to lose in life. And then the other thing that we were trained to do, we were trained to stretch. Stretch the muscles to prevent them from being damaged while you're working out. And stretching is a vital part of getting your body into shape. And according to the internet, stretching is a physical exercise that requires our body uh, part to be in a certain position that will serve in lengthening or elongation of our muscles or some muscle group or to enhance our flexibility or our elasticity. But the dictionary says stretch means to cause something to reach. So stretch means to cause something to reach often as far as possible or in a particular direction to make your body or your arm or your leg straight so that you can be able to extend to be able to reach further or even to do something outside of your normal reaching area. So stretching to reach out to God in our times of need is just as essential uh, for our spiritual mobility and flexibility as stretching our body and our muscles are. So some of us are too out of shape spiritually to stretch to reach God in our times of need. When God has promised that he'll never leave us and never forsake us, we got to be able to stretch to reach him to get that thing that God has for us. So today I want to talk about stretching to making it through. Come on. Stretching to make Make it it through. through. Let us bow. Father, Mm. I stretch my hand to thee. No other help I know. Lord, wherever shall I go? So we thank you, Heavenly Father, for this opportunity to come. And as we come, Lord, we ask that you would just touch your dear servant. Touch my lips that I might boldly say those things you have laid upon my heart. Help me to be able to speak so that men, women, boys, and girls shall come running 
What shall I do to be saved? Lord, we thank you today. We glorify you. We pray for the sick, the suffering, and the bereaved. We pray for those, O oh, Heavenly Father, that do not know you in the pardon of their sin. Touch their hearts that they might come running to you, Lord, saying, what shall I do to be saved? Lord, we thank you, Lord, and we praise you in Christ Jesus' name. Let every heart say, Amen. Amen. Stretching to make it through. Or a subtopic just as Father, I stretch. You know, 2023 has, has been a good year as well as a challenging year for us in ministry and business and even in our personal lives. How many of us know this morning that 2023 had all of us stretching, huh? It had you stretching whether you meant to or whether you were being stretched by life itself. If 2023 didn't stretch you, I, I want to encourage you to get ready for 2024. Right. The good news is that when life stretches us, we have someone that we can stretch out to. Ain't good news? Life will stretch you and pull you, but we yes. have somebody that we can stretch our hand stretch. out to. Oh, Charles Wesley says, Father, I stretch my hand to thee. Yes. Lord, help I know. Lord. If thou wast draw thy hands from me, whether shall I go? Yes. He said, I do believe, I now believe that Jesus died for me and that he shed his precious blood from sin to set me free. Yes. So somehow we have to believe as believers, I want to encourage each one of you this morning to be able to stretch your hands out to a God that can supply your needs. There is no other help I know that can help me to traverse these uh, 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 areas in life in these trying times that I'm living in. We must have a hunger and a thirst mm. uh, to hold on to God's unchanging hand. Yeah. You know, believers are in a lot of pain today in our social ills and as well as the burdens of being fathers and mothers and parents and uh, during this generation that we are living in. Life is the struggle in order for us to try to mesh all of these life's ups and downs and trials and tribulations into something that will be beneficial to the kingdom of God. Amen. If I had not, uh, if the Lord had not been on my side, you know, a lot of times we say, I, I don't know where I'd be. Yes, I know where I would be today if God had not been on my side. Ain't it good to know that when you stretch out, to reach for some help that you got the all-powerful hand of God waiting for you to reach out to grab. So in my ups and in my downs, yes. trying to make sense of all of this that I'm going through, Father, I stretch Rich. my hand to you because there is no other help I know. No other help. No other help I know. So this morning as we mm. look at this 143rd Psalm, it's an interesting song yes, uh, to be able to read, but especially when you find yourself in pain or in hardship, in mm. a distress, this song can be able to bring wow. something to your spirit to be able to help you see out of your situation. Yes. David writes this song in some time of urgency in his life and in some desperation because he was caught between a rock and a hard place. We just don't read through verses like one, two, three. You read the chapter. But David was mm. not systematic in our text today. He was desperate and he was thorough. He wanted to make sure that everything that he needed to say, he said. And then the important that you read this psalm as a whole, just don't read part of it because you'll understand the whole general point of the psalm. Clearly the issue at hand that uh, David's soul he was in trouble. He was in deep despair. David also alluded to some of his physical danger that he was in. 
physical persecution that he was going through. Uh, the soul is the focal point in our text today. Let's look at this word soul. The soul, uh, he, he said it many times. And in verse 3, he said that the enemy had persecuted my soul. Verse 4, he said, therefore my spirit is overwhelmed within me in his soul. Verse 6, he said, my soul longs for you. Uh, as a parched land, verse 7, he said, answer me quickly, O Lord, my spirit fails. Then verse 8, he said, teach me in thy way in which I should walk, for uh, for to you I lift up my soul. And then verse 11, he said, in your righteousness, bring my soul out of trouble. Verse 12, he said, and destroy all of those things that afflict my soul. So David's soul was in a desperation and under attack. It was being persecuted every way. And as you can see, this psalm is a, a, a psalm of the soul. It's about uh, talking, how do I deal with my soul? If you can see a persecuted soul in our text, you can see an overwhelmed soul. You can also see a submissive soul. So in yeah. his trouble, David was able to recognize that he was persecuted. He was yeah. overwhelmed. And the only way that he can get out of this, he got to surrender his soul over to God. Come on, preacher. But more than one of those, what uh, what David presents in Psalm 143 is a longing, stretching soul. Yeah. Uh, this is what we read in verse 1. He said, hear my prayer, O Lord. Oh, Give Lord. me ear to my supplication. In thy faithfulness, answer me. And in thy righteousness, see, David's soul is so unsatisfied in his desperation, he's stretching to be able to reach God. In yeah. his desperation, his soul is longing and clearly what David is longing for is God and, and uh, the effect of God's presence in his life. See, you, 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 you need God, but you need his presence in your life. To know God, but to have him in your life, you got to have a relationship sure. with God. Yeah. An interesting and even somewhat confusing aspect of this song is found in verse 2. Look at it. He said, And enter not into judgment with thy servant, for in thy sight shall no man live and be justified. That's kind of a hard verse to understand. Mm. It is interesting that David wants God, but he don't want his judgment. Mm. See, everybody wants God, but we don't want God's judgment. No, we, don't. <laughs> we, we want God's judgment for other folk. But we want God's mercy for us. Mm -hmm. See, so he wants his, he, he wants God, but he don't want his judgment. And even more interesting is that David, David wants mercy for himself, mm -hmm. but it seems a little hypocritical because in verse 12, he wants his enemies to be destroyed. Nice. So he said, have mercy on me, but, 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 but get them fixed. You know? If fix someone approached you and said, I want to hear from God, but I don't want to hear uh, 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 about sin and judgment. I want to hear about God. That's most of us when we come to church. But we want to hear about God, but we don't want to hear about God's uh, sin, but about sin and God's judgment. Come we don't want to hear about it. I want to be merciful. I want God to be merciful to me, mm. but to the people, I want him to persecute. And that's how I want God to be merciful. See, <laughs> see, see the thing is, <laughs> So what's going on? What's going on? Babe? Scholars can categorize this psalm, have listed seven psalms as uh, penitential psalms, and to say that these psalms, they cried for but mercy and forgiveness yeah. in God, uh, uh, Psalms 6 and 32 and 38, 
51 and 102 and uh, 130 and, and 143 that we're reading today. Those songs are crying out for God's what? Mercy and yes. His forgiveness. So you probably most familiar with Psalm 51, which is the famous song of David's repentance. The psalm is listed in the last of these uh, penitential psalms that, that, that because of verse 2, certainly we'll pick up on it uh, as knowledge is simple. In thy sight no man uh, in living can be justified. And this is what he called total depravity. We taught it in our Friday night class. We got to have the doctrine of depravity. We have to understand that there's nothing that I can do within myself that can help me out of my situation. I'm depraved and I need someone to be able to help me out of that. That's where Jesus comes in. He's right. the only one that can come and help me out of my depraved situation. So that's what this verse is saying here. So uh, this is clear what David is trying to understand. So what do we see in this verse? That David is aware that he's already been judged. David yep. is clear that he's already been disciplined. Mm -hmm. In verse 3, he said, for the enemy has what? Persecuted my soul. Yeah. He has smitten my life down to the ground. Mm -hmm. He has made me dwell in darkness. And those that have been long dead. David knows he's been disciplined. David even understands that God is sovereign over everything in his life. For God could stop it anytime he wanted to. Indicating that God is also what? Allowing this to happen in his life. Amen. See, everything that happened in your life ain't the devil. God allows something to happen in your life to bring discipline and to bring you in a place of uh, uh, to chastise you and get you back in alignment. And the prayer of David is not simply a prayer of deliverance, but also a prayer of submission and seeking. Mm -hmm. David is crying out to God with a declaration of submission, and he longs for God to accept his 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 his, his uh, 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 promise and to relieve the judgment that being forced him to walk through. See, God uh, allows you to walk through some stuff. To be able to help you, to discipline you, but also to be able to make you stronger. Because what he took you through, yeah. most of the time, doesn't even measure where you got to go through. God takes you through stuff to prepare you what you got to go through. So we have this word for this. We call it what? Discipline. Eh? Yeah. The New Testament book of Hebrews gives perhaps the best statement of discipline in the Bible. It said, for consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself. He said that being wearied and faint in your minds, you have not yet resisted unto blood, striving against sin, but you have forgotten the exhortation which speaketh to you as children. My son, despise not thou chastening of the Lord, nor faint when you are rebuked of him, for whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth, and scourges every son whom he receiveth. If ye endure chastening, God delivers you as a son. And for the son in whom the father chasteneth is not. But if you are without chastisement, whereof are your partakers? Then you are bastards and not sons. See, God chastens those he loves. He chastens his children. Just like a father would chasten his son, God chastens us. And he disciplines us to bring us back into alignment. Yeah. Hebrews remind us that our discipline is a tool that God uses to train us in righteousness. Yeah. And it's a tool to move us forward in the process of sanctification. See, God takes you through some stuff to break off some of the old stuff that, that's been carrying along. Some of the baggage 
that you've been carrying along, God will allow you to carry it, but it'll allow it to fall off while he's taking you through Thank this you journey Lord. and through this discipline. Thank See, you. discipline Thank is just like a father cares for his children. Mm. God cares for us. Yeah. Well, this is where David is finding himself. He's coming from and through his discipline that he's learned that God is doing it to make him better. Amen. David, because of his affliction, he is now seeking God in humility and faith and in his desperation. Yes. His soul is now longing for God Amen. and might uh, say to hear that, that the position God rightly puts us in. God will put us into a situation that we have no other way to look but up. We have to be put into that position because in our own humanity, we have a hard time letting go. That's but God up. has to put us in a position that we ain't got nowhere else to go but to Him. You do realize that your uh, primary purpose in life is, is to be one that seeks God. See, God don't need to be running after you every time. God, you no. should be one seeking after him. Yes. Acts 17 yes. and 26 yes. said yes. that he made every man a nation of mankind to live and all the face of the earth having determined their appointed times and their boundaries and their habitation that who would seek God if perhaps might grope for him. See, grope is one of the words that you, uh, it reminds you of 45 when he meets a woman. Ain't it? He's groping on women. Said we should have that 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 groping spirit when we're trying to grab God. I'm a yes, grab yes. any way I can. Paul speaks of pagans here that steeped in idolatry reminds them that as created children of God, there is one obligation is to seek God, even to grope after him. And Jesus certainly taught that in Matthew in the sixth chapter. Verses 31, he said, do not worry about what you're going to eat and what you're going to drink, but yeah. seek ye first, what? The kingdom, kingdom of God and all of his righteousness, and then everything else is going to be added. Yeah. See, you were not placed on this earth to seek food, to shelter, to make money, to get all of the good things in life. Neither you were placed on earth to seek God, yeah. his kingdom, and his righteousness. Uh, Jesus would go on to promise that if you seek him, You'll find him. Yes, you will. He said that asking ye shall be given unto you, seeking yes, ye shall find yes. not, and the door shall be open, open unto you. For everyone asks, receives, and he who seeks, finds, mm. and he who knocks, it will be open. See, yes. seeking God has always been what? The purpose that we are created. We are created to be able to seek God and to find purpose in him and to live out the promises that he has messed us in our yeah, lives. Yeah, See, yeah. Hebrews 11 and 6 said, and without faith it's impossible uh, to be able to please him. For if he comes to God, uh, must believe that he is and that the reward of those that diligently seek him. Now the problem is that for us is that we get distracted. In our best of times, we Come get on. distracted. And when we get distracted, that we will seek the wrong things. We have a tendency to seek comfort uh, or riches and glory and other things. David certainly did from time to time. David had some times that he was seeking the wrong thing. You know, when he looked at uh, uh, Bathsheba. That, that won't right. You remember when he numbered right. the, the armies in Israel? That won't right. Yep. In response to some waywardness, God would use the circumstances to discipline David yeah. until he returned and sought the Lord after him. 
He says, and God uses the same process in our oh, lives. When we seek godly, worldly riches and comforts and glory, God will be able to put us into a place that we will have uh, only the strength and the balance to be able to seek him. And in such time, God uses discipline to remind us that, that what we really need is him. Yes, Not more Lord. of the world. We don't need more stuff. We need mm. more of him. So as, as God still does, and God still does this in our lives, what he yes. did to David, he'll do for you and I. Yes. He's doing it in David's life, but he'll also do it in your life. Yes. David has now recognized that the torment that is in his soul, even as he go through, is not by the hands of his enemies. It is sent by God to readjust his focus. Amen. See, God will put some stuff in your life to yeah. readjust your focus. And so David, in his humility, in his desperation, now he's seeking after the Lord. Yeah. He's longing for the Lord in Psalm 143. His soul is once again longing for the right things in life. So there is this basic understanding of Psalm as a whole. And, and that means that if you have found yourself seeking the wrong thing and God has brought discipline in your life, you would like to experience uh, you would like to have something to, to, to get you through that. Yeah. In order for you to get over that, God has a simple thing. Only thing you need to do is stretch. He said, stretch your hand out to him. Paul writes in 2 Corinthians, for we do not uh, 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 for what we uh, what we do not want. You are unaware, brethren, in our affliction which come in Asia, that we are burdened excessively beyond our strength, so that we despair even unto life. Indeed, we have a sentence of death within ourselves, so that we would not trust in ourselves, but in God who raises the dead. See, that's where David is. He is searched inwardly as deep as he can to find some encouragement to encourage himself, but in his dilemma, in his heart, it's failed, and he has nowhere to turn. So that's why he's longing for some help. And so David is longing for God that he might again renew that right spirit in him. He said, create in me a new heart. Renew the right spirit that is in me. David wanted to be able to get back to that place where he had the right relationship with God. Now notice David is now awakened back to the time when he sought God in his fellowship. Verse 5 says, I remember the days that I old, I meditated on all of thy works, and I mused on the work of thy hand. And this is equivalent to the great awakening that is experienced by the prodigal son. You know, he went out and spent everything that he had, and then all of a sudden, the scripture said that he came to himself. See, there comes a time when you get to a place in life when you've done everything that you've done, and all of a sudden, he came to my house. He oh, came to right. himself. Yeah. He said that I am no longer worthy to be called my son. He said, make me one of your high servants. Yeah. See, that was a time when that prodigal son, he didn't think about nothing about his father. He didn't care about his father's inheritance. And that was a time when he only lusted after the things of the world. But that was a time when he longed for uh, the worldly pleasure, but a little time in the pig pen. Or do I need to hey, say hey, it again? Sometimes on, God got to give you a little time in the pig pen for you discipline you, then all of a sudden this prodigal son began to remember that my father's servants 
Come oh, living Christian. better than I am. Yes. So he said that now I'm going back to my father's house. Yes. So he had to be disciplined by yes. God in order for him to realize the pig pen was necessary. Come on, man. For him to see who he was and to see who he needed. And yes, he needed Lord. God. Yes, David was now there at that place. In verse 6, he said, I stretch forth my hands unto thee. My soul thirsteth after thee. As a thirsty land, say love. See, remember how David had prayed such things before in Psalm 63. Oh God, you are my God. I'll seek after you earnestly. My soul thirsts after you. My flesh yearns for you in the dry and weary land where there is no water. So he David once felt that way, uh, 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 left alone, and perhaps sin had distracted him. But now David is yearning to return. Back to that place, that fellowship, that relationship. He doesn't just want relief. See, David could have just said, Lord, give me some relief. But no, David did not want relief. He wanted God. He mm. wanted God. He's now seeking not a break, but he don't want a relief. He wants God to come yeah. into his life. He wants God to Jesus. be back into his life. And seeking God certainly longs for the benefits that God will bring into your life. But David... He, he's missing that relationship that he had with God. He had some way he stopped seeking God and he began to feel a, 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 a spiritual famine coming into his life. He would run as long as he could run on his own sufficiency. See, you can run as long as you run on your own strength, but God will let your strength run out. Yeah. And he will run your strength out and now you travel as long as you can on your own strength Man, he's missing that refreshing mercy that God had brought to him in this time. And then he said that he wanted to have that new relationship back with God the way that it was. So David once said in Psalms 84, the day of your courts is better than a thousand outside. See, he was saying that I would just have one minute and your presence is greater than anything else. Yeah. David is returning to this mentality now, being in the presence of God, and now having tasted this bitter pill of, of, of standing on his own strength, David longs to return at that hiding place where God can put him in. Amen. And David needs that God who is passionate about his name, who operates in righteousness, who is faithful to his covenant, who walks in loving kindness. That's the relationship that David wanted again. And David had grown distracted and perhaps wandered outside of the uh, realm of God and, and the affliction had come into his life. How easily we forget uh, the simpler order of things. How easily we forget yes. that, that he is not here for us, but we are here for him. See, yes. God, we, God, didn't God was the not created. God was God. God created us for him. Yeah. He, he is not there for us. We are there for him. Yeah. We glorify his name. And yeah. we forget that sometime. And, and then we are here to honor him. But we forget that, well, now, through all of his trials, David remembers now. And now the simple confession, he says that you are my God. And I find yourself in that prodigal journey sometime in life. And then you have nowhere else to go after you recognize your wayward heart. It's time for you to put yourself back into a place where you can have that relationship with God. Remember what the prodigal son said. He said that I'm going to go back and get to my father's house and live better than a high yes. servant. And this is how we return. And finally, David says, let your good spirit 
lead me to level ground. Yeah. So it sounds as though David finally had enough of that rocky terrain that he had in his life. He tired of all of the trouble that he got himself in because that his heart wasn't in the right place. See, we can fall in such a place too and despise the counsel of God. I don't want to know what God has for me. I don't want to worry about what God is doing in my life. And we get to that place sometime. And then we reach that place that we act as though God is not good and that his way is not our best. And then we rebel against him and we insist that doing things our own way. Well, David has repented. David calls on the Holy Spirit as a what? The good spirit. Yes. He knows what's best for him. And let your spirit lead me to level ground. Mm. See, that's what we need to do. We need hey. to be back on what? Level, level ground. ground. I, I don't know about you, but but I was foolish and pig-headed. And, and I led my life the way I wanted to do. But somehow God had to put me back on what? Level on level ground. ground. I was arrogant. I was yeah. sinful. I chose my own path. I was so stupid to follow my own dreams and my yeah. own will. I abandoned them. I led my own life. Then all of a sudden, now I'm spent. I have nowhere else to turn. I don't have anything else to do. So now God. <laughs> so God now. I found... I try to find answers everywhere else. But now, Lord, I seek you. I want to return to you. I want to return uh, to you. I want you to return to me. Then I want you to teach me to submit myself over to you. Amen. And then you are my God. And I know where my place is. Mm. Now my place is with you. With you. And then it goes back to that old song that Charles Wesley wrote. He said, Father, I stretch my hand to thee. Huh? No other help I know. If you withdraw thyself from me, oh, whither shall I go? Oh, dear, dear son, I now believe and let my feel thy power and all my very wants relieve is this accepted hour. So church, this is our prayer. I want to be able to return back. This is a revival that you and I need in 2024. This is how we should stretch to make it through 2024. This is where we are intended to be, where God wants us to be. We have our longing souls to be nearer to God. So we need to be able to draw nearer to him in our times of need. And then that Psalm 143 will be able to speak to us, to have a greater understanding. Uh, then it says that we don't look at Psalms 143 and say, okay, I'll, I'll use this prayer a few times and then I can go back to this place and do my thing. No, that ain't what they're doing. God don't give you peace of mind so that you can do your thing. God you gave you peace of mind so you can do his will in his life. And we are always, we should always long after God and yes, we should have that yes. hunger for him. And then as you look at the day when Christ shall return to receive this church, that when we will have a true revival in the church, we will have a true revival where we can be able to uh, press toward that mark of the high calling. That's what Paul said. Paul said, I press toward or I stretch toward the high calling of the prize of the high calling of Jesus Christ. See, we need to just keep stretching. Keep pressing. Keep stretching until God answers your prayer. Keep stretching until you will make a way through this thing you're dealing with. Keep stretching until, and do like old, 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 the old prophet said, I will not turn you loose until you bless me. On, Get a hold to God in your life and allow God to be able to yes. speak those things into your heart so that you can be able to look toward 2024 with a new revelation. Keep pressing. Keep stretching until God fulfills this thing in your life. So each and every one of us, we need to be pressing and stretching 
to be able to reach what God has planned for our life. God wants you to be able to be great. He said, greater works shall you do because I go to the Father. God has dispatched the Holy Spirit here so that you and I can be able to do the greater works. So we should be able to do those things, but in order for us to accomplish those things, we need to stretch out. He said that I am the vine, ye are the branches. We need to get connected to the vine, get connected back to the source so that we can be able to have the strength to be able to fulfill those things that God has planned for our lives. Oh yes, David was a, a man that knew God, but David also was a man that drifted away from God. He got distracted, but you and I also can get distracted. Mm -hmm. But God will bring us back into alignment mm -hmm. with some discipline in our lives. So don't yeah. get upset when discipline comes. Uh -huh. When discipline comes in your life, God is trying to bring you back into full fellowship with yeah. him. We've drifted away, but now in 2024, God is offering us another chance. Mm -hmm. Let's get this thing right. Let's come back into alignment. Let's get back into the word. Let's stretch back out and reach God and touch him and, and allow his life uh, to be able to touch our lives so that we can be that which he wants us to be, the greater works that we can do if we would only bow down and worship him. God bless Amen. you today. We need a God that will be able to guide us through this Amen. year. So I'm stretching out to him right now. I want all of us to just stretch out to God. Amen. Stretch out to him. Catch a hold to his unchanging hand. Amen. And then he will be able to help you through and Amen. to make you that what you would desire to be Amen. in this coming year. God bless Amen. you. May heaven have a smile Amen. upon you. Let us bow. Father God, we do thank you, Lord, for this day. Father, I stretch my hand to thee, no other help I know. If thou withdraw my, thy hand from me, where shall I go? I need you in my life. I need your word. I need your presence. I need your spirit to be able to make it through these difficult times. In my trials, Lord, I know you're there taking me through some uh, changes that will help me to discipline me, to harden me, to make me into what you desire me to be. Old Testament scripture said, iron sharpens iron. So we know that some things that we are going through is not because of, 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 of you punishing us, but it's because you discipline us to be able to bring us back to alignment so that we can be what you desire us to be. Lord, we thank you and we praise you. This is our prayer in Christ Jesus we do pray. Let every heart say Amen. God bless you. Happy New Year to each one of you. We do hope that you'll come back and be with us in 2024. But we're excited about what God is doing right here and right now. God bless you and may heaven ever smile upon you. Be blessed. I need you, Lord.